0: Welcome back to Tune Into Nature. My name is Kelly. And my name is Anna, your co host. In today's episode, we are speaking with Kendra Burns, a social media consultant and DEI advocate in natural resources. Emma, our friend and coworker, will be leading the conversation with Kendra today. To kick it off, can you both introduce yourselves? Hi everybody, my name is Emma Halliburth. I use She, Her Pronouns, and I'm one of the members of the Warner Career Team and Rangeland and Forest Management Major. Today I have the opportunity to speak with Kendra Burns about the role of diversity, equity, and inclusion in natural resources and natural resource communications. So, Kendra, if you could give us a short introduction and then we can jump on into the questions.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to be here. And I have um 12 years of natural resource experience, and I started in forestry. And I started with a small program. And then I went into my bachelor's of science in natural resources and environmental sciences. So I ended up with the full spectrum of uh, forestry and logging all the way out to environmental um, needs. And I even worked for Seattle Audubon for a summer. Um, And I enjoy activities like tree planting, going out and listening to field Experts then communicating as well. Something through the years that I was learning going through these programs is that we needed more diversity. We needed more women uh, to to be involved. And so I think that it's really important. So the background, I grew up in a coastal community on the Quinault Indian Nation area. So paying that homage to our mm-hmm. Native Americans. The reason why I'm from that coastline is because my grandfather was a gill netter and my family yeah. grew up fishing and in that industry. And it was quite the boom out there. The Chehalis River was used for a log driving. The Pulson Museum has a lot of history and we even mm-hmm. still have a loggers play day, which is a oh, like, yeah. I mean, a community event. I was Logger's Play Day princess when I was in uh, my Ooh. senior year of high school. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so kind of that, you know. Weird background, but I was also working in finance because I needed a regular paycheck and mm-hmm. seasonal positions in forestry are hard to keep going to. And yeah. so, yeah, so just a coastal forester and I um, love flora and fauna identifying. I'm constantly either on iNaturalist or the Merlin bird app. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just the nature's um, sweet call. And I like being in the tuned into nature call. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, And then we'll start off, you told us a little bit about your background already, but in your opinion, why do you think diversity, equity, and inclusion work is so important in natural resources? I think we're transitioning away
1: from exclusive groups. So what that means is we had groups that I as a younger woman would be involved in but there was a group of friends that usually would go to the bar and have a few drinks and they would have Mm -hmm. a meeting but it didn't feel like diverse at all there were times where I was you know one of the only women in the room and I was lucky in my forestry program to have four women yeah. And I think it's definitely out of the 12 years I've noticed a difference. It's, you know, gone to more 50-50. And I'm really excited that the natural resources programs that I helped um, build in my college are, you know, still going and definitely bringing in that diversity. And I think it's more of it making spaces for people to be included. I think that's where yeah. we're, we're headed. And that's that's where i feel safe and so i mm-hmm. let people know that that's needed.
0: Yeah, definitely. And i mean, yeah, forestry has definitely come a very long way in colleges. I I feel comfortable saying CSU is around 50/50, but there're definitely times i've been the only woman in the room at forestry events and i know some of my peers have been in those same situations and it's like, yeah, we're i think we're at a hard kind of middle ground between Really working for diversity and making more safe spaces, but also kind of fleshing out what we have.
1: Yeah, and I absolutely love being involved in women's groups, but we aren't excluding anyone from our groups. So we still include
0: men and all people. Yeah, exactly. And I know we met at the Women's Forestry Congress, which happened in October, but we're planning an event in a month and we've really been pushing like anybody can come. And I know a couple of our male officers in SAF were even like very interested in coming to the Women's Forest Congress, but they're like, you know, uh, this isn't my event. I'll come to all of the things y'all put on when we come back. So luckily, lots of our foresters out here really on the diversity movement. So it's one of the great things out here. And then our next question, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but did you ever feel unwelcome at a job or a work event? And how do you navigate a situation like that?
1: Not unwelcome. I think I would feel Mm -hmm. questioned would be the word. Just people asking lots of questions and going into a space where it's interesting when you're involved in a society or a club that is nationwide, Mm -hmm. but because you go to a different chapter or you, you fly to a different state and you get involved in a different state, just because people haven't seen you regularly in their meetings, they ask a lot of questions. And so that happened to me when I transitioned. Um, So I've gone from Washington state. I've lived in Germany for three years. And then I went to North Carolina for two years, fitting in or being a part of the South was really hard for me. Yeah. uh, Being a neurodiverse person. And I didn't know how that would, that would affect me until I got uncomfortable in spaces. And it Mm -hmm. was because people were questioning why I even had a service dog.
0: Oh yeah.
1: So that was really hard to navigate when, um, I am already having a hard time with the event. I'm in a small space with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and they ask questions that are, you know, valid and I, I want to help answer them, but I'm also sometimes not mentally, I don't have the bandwidth for it at times. Yeah. I just like to go through the meeting and put the, you know, put the dog away or, you know, just have mm-hmm. him in the room with me at the least. And people just yeah. from different communities don't understand that that's
0: a need. And mm-hmm. so that's been, I guess, uncomfortable at times. That makes sense. And I know at least personally, a lot of times it's like when I'm the only one I'm in the room, it's like, I know that the guys I know have my back, but it's always like that feeling of like, but what if like, what if they don't really want me here? And I feel like some of it's just psyching yourself out. Another question, what resources do you wish that you had had when you were starting out your career?
1: The resources that I've created over the years, I wish yeah. I, I would have I had because what I was witnessing behind the scenes in 2013 to 2015 was yeah. a lot of people having each other's backs, but that exclusivity mm-hmm. excluded people. People didn't really know the actual meaning behind what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't intentional, I don't think. There were times where there were jobs offered but not put online, so they weren't even mm-hmm. on a website. They weren't um, they weren't advertised, and yeah, there there were a bunch of listservs that I ended up getting on after joining communication teams. So I've been on several oh, different yeah. committees. So I've been on communication chair for Forest Herd, North Carolina. I've been in uh, Society yes. um, American Forester communication mm-hmm. for the state and different things like yeah. that. And those resources that are available to people who are on boards and committees also need to be available to the people
0: who mm-hmm. are
1: a part of those groups. I tried to get those listservs and the groups where there were jobs available to mm-hmm. st- directly to students. So what I did yeah. was I took, and I know I'm talking old technology if I start talking yeah. about <laughs> Facebook, but um, I, you know, Facebook back then was what we had. And so yeah. I started to encourage um, students to have their own Facebook groups. And Mm -hmm. I would start directly posting whatever I saw in the uh, forestry sector into those groups and make sure that they had the announcements and that they could see. And then I was also really good at scholarships and grants. So helping students with that. And one of my favorite things that I still do to this day um, is I have a lot of mentees I like helping people with their resume, cover letter, uh, internship advice. You know, Mm -hmm. I just had someone the other day DM me on Instagram and ask me (laughs) private, private or state, like, what should I do here? And I, I always talk about like, okay, well, what's the incentive for you to be there? What's the starting Mm -hmm. wage? Um, Yeah. Do you want to, to drive across country if you have to go to Idaho? you know, yeah. like, you know, so just making sure that my mentees know it's because I grew up with a system of one or the other and the very binary systems that I grew up in, I also have been unlearning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great that you're able to like help mentor people so much and really like talk them through the kind of parts of your career journey that you like think about on the back burner when you're alone. And then it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What did I think of my cover letter or like my opening statement uh, or just simple things like that? I've been approached Mm -hmm. and really happy to have people who are comfortable. I've overcome so much in the industry that Mm -hmm. people also come to me with, you know, not so good situations.
0: Before we move on to the next question, I do have to plug that the Career Center has a great newsletter with lots of job postings that we get from all of those listservs you were talking about. So to any CSU students listening, I would definitely recommend checking that out if you're looking for any jobs. And then moving on, um, Kendra, do you enjoy working in natural resource communications? And what has your experience been in kind of a less traditional or less thought of natural resource job?
1: Yeah, I found out that I was a pioneer of social media and of the communications. I call it modern communications. Being able to go from using resources within the colleges to being a resource has been really rewarding. Mm -hmm. And so that has really been able to evolve and help more people. So working within natural resources and navigating it has definitely uh, nuanced challenges that most people have a hard time breaking into the sector. So yeah. I'm in a I'm in a lot of different groups where there's even people from outside the sector that try to come in. Maybe they're from the medical field or, mm-hmm. you know, work in law offices or something, but they want to yeah. be in the outdoors. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of growth yet to available for people who are transitioning into, I would say the outdoor outdoor sector is kind of what I would call it, um, that Mm -hmm. umbrella, because forestry, natural
0: resources, ecology,
1: arborist is
0: kind of lots of related jobs and different things. Yeah.
1: I tried with what I've been pioneering and creating to Mm -hmm. not exclude any of those and there's parts of the environmental sector that i didn't know about and i learned about certification so i got to work on a certification contract for a few years and learn about sustainable forestry initiative Mm -hmm. and the forest stewardship council and i learned it more intimately than i would have in college so yeah definitely That's, I think, the coolest part about working in natural resources is if there's something that you're interested in, go try it out and see if you like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. What is the best way you found to communicate with the public about natural resource issues? Uh, the best way is to not use acronyms
1: and to not use the uh, jargon of the industry. If you're speaking to an audience that is used to going out to their park, they're used to hiking, they're used to recreating, reading, yeah. or they know about, you know, local tree planting options. Um, yeah, And I know Colorado, since I was there in October, oh. has a lot of like connectedness in there, even if it is developed in certain areas like Fort Collins yeah. and. Loveland and Colorado uh-huh. Springs is, and you know, the Denver greater area. Yeah. Uh, there are really good um, park options that yeah. I had no trouble finding. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really important to have that in the community and to have that available because that's really the gateway to getting people outside and yeah. to getting, getting the greater public to understand. So one of my favorite projects is interactive mapping or interactive displays within parks. You can do topics such as oh, uh, birds, the different birds in your park, different uh, species. So putting signage up of even Latin names. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. clean water initiatives that you can mm-hmm. talk about. And even the fire community is really important with Firewise yeah. and yeah, uh, that urban rural interface. And yeah. you have a lot of animals that come in So, yeah, so those kind of things the public understands because it's part of their life. It's become part of their life.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I love about Colorado is all the open spaces and parks, even in Denver, like even in the heart of it, they still got plenty of parks. Um, And then our last formal question before we move on into the rapid fire and closing question. Um, Do you have any advice on how students can center DEI work in their career journey or in their lives?
1: Yeah, I was fitting in DEI unknowingly because I wanted to bridge age diversity and sustainability. That was my mission in 2016 when I started Talking Forests. Um, So I was able to take work that I'd already been doing in the sector or pieces of communications and media that had already been done and make them more inclusive and yeah. bring them to different areas because mm-hmm. when historically we were in these industry communities I would say it was it was just what you did or you know what you were involved in or yeah. whatever yeah. and now we have different avenues and so I think bringing all the different organizations online It has really helped people see and get um, more exposure. And in turn, you know, we're educating the public about natural resources.
0: Yeah, and I think social media is such a great way to do that now because it's so easy to reach, especially like younger kids. Like a lot of really young kids have phones now and social media. So it's like you can start exposing kids young to like learning about the environment outdoors.
1: Yeah, so I have some kind of... You know, statistics on that. When I first started doing um, social media managing, the least used platform in our industry was Instagram. And I'm happy to report that it's definitely picked up and it's being used more. So it's a visual telling platform. And then Facebook stories and reels and Instagram stories and reels, I think is the way, you know, the way to educate people and there are some really good agencies out there that are using humor I always encourage people to get creative and I would love to work with students on creating fun memes and you know like cartoons and things like that Um, I think there are a few out there that are really Mm -hmm. fun and cool but you know definitely that that more creative space is available for students I would say
0: yeah, not to steal their thunder, but I do think our communications intern, I overheard her talking about making some of those, like, meme posts about the Warner College, so we're all excited for that. And then, if you're ready, we can move into our three rapid-fire questions. Uh-huh. All right, so first one is, what's your favorite tree? I would have to say Fusudusuga Menziesii. Oh, yeah, those are. we've got plenty of Doug furs down here, too. And then, what is your favorite type of media to make?
1: Oh, infographics, whether it be a long, you know, in writing several different points or even a moving slide presentation and graphics, those are always really good. So whenever I get a contract to create that, I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, nice. And then our last one, what is your favorite outdoor activity?
1: Definitely hiking through the
0: Cascade Range and the Olympic Mountains. Yes. Oh, beautiful out in the PNW. And then our closing question is going to be, what advice do you wish you had had when you were finishing up your undergrad? Oh, I was so hardcore into
1: upper division science that I was so serious about it at times. Because I wanted to succeed, my drive was so high yeah. that there were yeah. times where I could have definitely slowed down and enjoyed moments. But I worked in my undergrad, I worked three jobs. Including those summer internships, mm-hmm. and I also um, worked and went to school and had different jobs in in the archives and the president's office. And I oh, yeah. was just, I was just so action oriented. And as a non-binary person, I was just so into the masculine part of just doing that. Yeah. There were definitely times that I could have slowed down more and like thought about what I was doing. So yeah. definitely take those moments. If you can, and um, if you have the availability to enjoy your programs that you're in at the college,
0: definitely, you know, do that. That's great advice. I'm like finishing up my third year. So I'm like, okay, I need to make sure like my last year is fun. Like I want to learn everything I can, but I want to make time with the friends I have now.
1: Yeah. And I actually on my last semester took dance and anatomy just for fun nice so, yeah i got to like hang out with younger students and learn a yeah. uh, different part of the sciences so yeah. i definitely um enjoyed that and so if you have the opportunity to take something that is fun or different uh, in your <laughs> course definitely try it
0: yeah definitely well thank you so much for all the advice and for answering so many questions and giving us some insight into your career path and how you can kind of center diversity and approach natural resource careers with diversity in mind, either for yourself or just for the community. Um, yeah, so thank you again for sitting down and chatting with me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And yep, so involve your um, public and bridge, you know, age diversity and sustainability. That's the best advice yeah. I have. So I appreciated yeah.
0: being um, in the tune into nature today. Thank you both for joining Tune Into Nature. That's all we have for this episode. Be sure to catch our next mini episode, aka Minnesota, where we'll talk about the muskox that started living in the Warner Atrium. We'll see you next time on Tune Into Nature.